Hey guys, welcome back to It's All Scripted. Uh, for all you Cooper Troopers out there, I got a special one planned for you. It's a, it's all me today. Meaning that Harrison and Chris left me to, to be alone. But uh, lucky for them, I have other friends. <laughs> They're paid to be here. Alright, so with me is uh, Jeff Keith Floyd and Drew Rowell. And uh, this week, Jeff is our, our writer of the week, our guest, our guest speaker, if you will. And it's a very unconventional episode today because instead of a script... Jeff here has a, a short story he wants to share with us. Uh, yeah, that's right. I wrote Hans in the Field of Lilies. I kind of wrote it at during a school day, like during the events, um, just a normal school day. So that kind of explains why it's so, you know, kind of seems like it's thrown together kind of hastily because I've only edited it once or twice. So I mean, it's 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 amazing. If I can say so. Drew, how do you feel about your, your friend's great accomplishments? Well, um, my friend Jeff means the world to me. That's good. Thank you. I'm here to have a listen. All right. That's my job. All right, Drew. All right, so um, we're going to get right to it. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Follow uh, me on Instagram. Shut, Drew. <laughs> Hans managed to summon enough strength to pull himself from the mud. At first he was on all fours with his face towards the ground, struggling to stand on his feet. He didn't recall why he was on the ground, or why he was in the field to begin with. He felt adrift in a sea of confusion. In the midst of it all, he had lost himself. Hans was finally able to rise to his feet and get his bearings. He began to examine himself first. He wanted to ensure that he wasn't injured. He looked himself over and he appeared to be okay. Hans didn't take notice that he couldn't hear anything yet. His mind was lost and couldn't focus enough to tell. He looked down at his hands. They were shrouded in black leather gloves with a thick layer of mud stuck to them. It was then that Hans noticed that indeed his whole body was covered in mud. If he tried hard enough, he might have been able to remember a time when his clothes weren't so dirty. But Hans could not remember. Hans was still in an utter state of confusion. He looked around him in some attempt to gather information about his surroundings, but he could not determine where he was nor why he was there. He looked down at his feet, and lying next to the imprint he had left was a rifle. He stared at it for a moment, mouth agape, before he came to realize that it was his rifle, and that he might need to take it with him. Hans bent over and lifted it from its shallow grave. He placed a single hand around the very end of the barrel just below his bayonet. Hans suddenly began to feel uneasy. He felt lost, and more than that, he felt alone. Hans quickly began to scan his surroundings again, when suddenly his eyes fell upon some other men. If he tried hard enough, he might be able to remember who they were, but Hans could not. They were all huddled together behind a large barricade of wood. They appeared to be screaming, but Hans could not hear them. They were firing their rifles and ducking under the bullets coming back at them, and Hans saw all of this in silence. He stared for a time, taking on the sights as he saw them. He admired the men's gray uniforms. They had a deep red trim, and they had very little mud on them. He hoped that Whenever he got his bearings, he would be able to clean his uniform to be in better shape than even the other men's. He continued to let his eyes wander and stared at the jagged landscape surrounding him. The field was a mess of mud and heaps of twisted metal and splintered wood. 
What few trees were still standing were nothing more than charred sticks. There was no green to be seen for miles. In fact, there was nearly no color at all in the surrounding area. Instead, everything was a hue of gray and brown. If he had tried hard enough, he might have remembered when the field was once like, but Hans could not. Just then, he felt the urge to move, and so he began walking in no particular direction, slowly lumbering through the mud and dragging his rifle behind him. Hans was in no hurry, his head turning to examine the horrendous sights all around him, long links of barbed wire, twisted wrecks of fallen aviators, as well as the burnt-out remnants of tanks and armored automobiles. And all around him were men, men fighting, dying, and many who were already dead. Hans saw all of these things, but did not understand them. He continued his long march, unaware of who he was, and with no one to remind him. Soon saw some of the men in gray uniforms running past him, in an effort to escape their fate. But Hans did not run. He continued to walk, but now he was facing the ground, watching each step he took. He took notice of the heaps of mud that had collected on his boots. If he had tried hard enough, he might have been able to remember the people who bought his boots. The old man who took Hans to get them fitted, the old woman who shined them before he shipped out, and how they wept when he climbed aboard the train to leave them. But Hans could not remember. Hans was tired. His legs could carry him no further, and so he resolved to sit down in the mud. However, he was surprised when he found himself not in the mud, but instead in a small patch of green, a patch of grass and lilies. Hans smiled. He liked flowers. That he could remember. He dropped his rifle and plucked a few before admiring them all up close. Hans managed to find some strength to stand and hold the flowers to the sky. He turned to face the sun and held up the flowers, laughing to himself. He remembered something. He remembered when he was a child, he and his friend Elisa used to pick flowers and make crowns for one another. He remembered Elisa, too, how he had snuck into her bedroom the night before he left, and she pleaded with him to come home safe. And then she kissed him, handing him a letter bearing her address, urging him to write. Memories began to flood back to him, and he could hear again. Suddenly the world seemed to be not so gray, and Hans laughed harder. Like a child, he rushed to pick more flowers, and he stuffed them in his coat pocket. Then Hans heard the stomping of boots in the mud, and a thundering voice cried out from behind. Hans turned to meet the source of the sound, and suddenly he found himself impaled upon the bayonet of a boy no older than himself. Hans stared him in the eyes, with a face twisted by pain. The eyes of the other boy showed no remorse, only hatred. The boy pulled his bayonet from Hans' stomach before moving past him to enter again into the fray. Hans' knees buckled, and soon he was on his back, but he made no sound. The world began to fade to black, and Hans looked up towards the sky as if seeking some answer, some reason for such misfortune to fall upon him. If he had tried hard enough, he might have been able to offer a prayer for the passage of his soul, but Hans could not. And as he began to fade from the world, his memory came back to him, and he shed a tear for he knew his time had come as it came for so many others. Hans was lost, but he was not alone, for he was among millions who had suffered similar fates and would be joined by millions more. Hans lied in the field, and he could not pull himself from the mud this time. This is the outro. Harrison, how's it going? How's it hanging? You guys want to say anything to Harrison? 
Hey Harrison. Hey Harrison. Editing back. I miss you, baby. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If not, don't worry. They'll be back to doing plays pretty soon. But again, thank you for listening. Thank you guys for letting me on the podcast. No pleasure. We enjoyed it. And hey, hope, you're welcome. I hope to be on <laughs> again in the future. It's always a pleasure to work with these boys. Um, hey, we so. like working with you too. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so that's all for now. Tune in next week for another script or something. Um, yeah, and next week, uh, Harrison, edit that out in post. Yeah, please. So. <laughs> Next week, there's probably going to be either more of us or the same amount of us because Chris is currently in New York being a hotshot. Harris is currently at college, and I work at Target. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Chris isn't here to yell at me. So what I want you guys to do is to smash that like button, guys. I want you to smash it, share with everyone. Um, if you like it, just let us know because we don't even know if you like it or if you're, if you're even listening. Oh, can I plug my email real 30, quick? Thirty thousand. Yeah, Jeff's gonna plug his email real quick. <laughs> okay. uh, if you guys have any like constructive criticism, please email it to me directly at xfloyjk at gmail dot com. All right. Yeah. Also, vote for me for freshman sweetheart. Um, Harrison, hit that out in post. All right. So, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have a great time. Hope you enjoyed the script. Sorry, my bad. Hope you enjoyed the story. Thanks for listening. And it's been It's All Scripted. Harrison and Chris, please come back. <laughs>